0: Offering you the chance to hear a 15- to 20-minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the Word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar playing all around rodeo cowboy.
1: I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book.
0: With more degrees than a thermometer, the and over forty years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible, here is Soapy Dollar.
1: And here we are. <laughs> Good to be with you, everyone. I hope you've had a great day. We are ready to continue our way tonight in uh, our reading through the Bible. We are in the book of the Judges. We have already read about the first three Judges, Othniel, Ehud, and Shamgar. Othniel is the nephew of Caleb. Ehud is the left-handed fellow who killed King Eglon of Moab. And then, of course, all that is mentioned about Shamgar, only two lines. After Ehud, Shamgar, son of Anath, rescued Israel. He once killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. There you have it. An ox goad is, of course, a long pole with a prod at one end, a sharp end. The other side is a scraping instrument for cleaning off the plow. is used for agricultural purposes. But in times of war, it could be sharpened up and used as a spear and uh, as a weapon. That's what we know about Shamgar. We will be introduced this evening to Deborah, the fourth judge of Israel that we'll be reading about. This is the only woman, female judge of the nation of Israel. They don't have a king, a strong centralized government, but when they are under stress, being oppressed, as they often were because of their disobedience to God, a hero would rise up to deliver them. Well, let's go to our wisdom and worship segment right now in the Psalms. Psalm 47. Come, everyone, and clap your hands for joy. Shout to the Lord with joyful praise. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us, putting our enemies beneath our feet. He chose the promised land as our inheritance, the proud possession of Jacob's descendants, whom he loves. God has ascended with a mighty shout. The Lord has ascended with trumpets blaring. Sing praise to God. Sing praises. Sing praise to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king over all the earth. Praise him with a psalm. God reigns above the nations, sitting on his holy throne. The rulers of the world have gathered together. They join us in praising the God of Abraham. For all the kings of the earth belong to God. He is highly honored everywhere. End of reading, Psalm 47.
2: Hail, King Jesus! Oh, hailing, man! King of kings and Lord
1: of lords, bright morning star. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Through the Back, thank you for joining us tonight again. The beautiful Psalm 47 has a wonderful, joyful, celebratory theme. Shout to God with joyful praise for the Lord Most High is awesome, He is the great King of all the earth. A reminder to us that God's perspective is always worldwide, He is interested in every race, every tongue, every tribe, every people group around this planet, is God's objective. He is drawing out a people for himself from every people group on planet Earth. He is to be honored and glorified. He is worthy of the devotion of all the nations and all the lands and all the tribes. This group of psalms, wholly dedicated to praise and worshiping God. Now, Psalm 46, the great hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, was taken out of that psalm. A mighty fortress. Remember that one with the um, lyrics of that song put to music. I believe that was our good friend Martin Luther, who centuries ago wrote that great hymn based out of Psalm 46. Well, let's go now to the book of Judges. We're going to pick up in chapter four. We'll begin with the story of the singular, unique female among the 12 judges of Israel. She is a great leader Now, some of the judges of Israel were deliverers and redeemers, like Gideon. Others were mediators and administrators, like we'll see later on with Tola. Some of them provided rest and peace, Ehud and Jair. Some of them are rude, petty dictators, like Jephthah. We'll read about him later as well. Some are famous and powerful. You remember the story of Samson, for example. Others are just hardworking and fairly unsung. We don't know much about them. Elon, Abdon come to mind. Others are great leaders of the nation. Othniel was one, and Deborah is another. Courageous, strong, woman of initiative. Every cycle begins with sin and judgment and then restoration through these great leaders and heroes we call Judges. Judges 4.1-6.40, Judges 4. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did what was evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hagoyim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who had become a judge in Israel. She would hold court under the palm of Deborah, which stood between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came to her to settle their disputes. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Assemble ten thousand warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun on Mount Tabor. I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied, I will go with you. But since you have made this choice, you will receive no honor, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and ten thousand warriors marched up with him. Deborah also marched with them. Now Heber the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Hobab." had moved away from the other members of his tribe, and pitched his tent by the oak of Za'an-nanim, near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for all nine hundred of his iron chariots and all of his warriors, and they marched from Hirosheph Hagoyim to the river Kishon. Then Deborah said to Barak, Get ready, today the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all his charioteers and warriors into a panic. Then Sisera leaped down from his chariot and escaped on foot. Barak chased the enemy and their chariots all the way to Harosheth Hagoyim, killing all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one was left alive. Meanwhile, Sisera ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite because Heber's family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazor. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, "'Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid.' So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. "'Please give me some water,' he said. "'I'm thirsty.' So she gave him some milk to drink and covered him again. "'Stand at the door of the tent,' he told her. "'If anybody comes and asks you if there is anyone here, say no.' But when Sisera fell asleep from exhaustion... Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and tent peg. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground. And so he died. When Barak came looking for Sisera, Jael went out to meet him. She said, Come, and I will show you the man you are looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Sisera lying there dead with the tent peg through his temple. So on that day Israel saw God subdue Jabin, the Canaanite king, And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin, until they finally destroyed him. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Judges 5 On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. When Israel's leaders take charge and the people gladly follow, bless the Lord. Listen, you kings, pay attention, you mighty rulers. For I will sing to the Lord, I will lift up my song to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you set out from Seir and marched across the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain. The mountains quaked at the coming of the Lord. Even Mount Sinai shook in the presence of the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, and in the days of Jael, people avoided the main roads and travelers stayed on the crooked side paths. There were few people left in the villages of Israel, until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. When Israel chose new gods, war erupted at the city gates, yet not a shield or spear could be seen among 40,000 warriors in Israel. My heart goes out to Israel's leaders, and to those who gladly followed. Bless the Lord! You who ride on fine donkeys and sit on fancy saddle blankets, listen! And you who must walk along the road, listen! Listen to the village musicians gathered at the watering holes. They recount the righteous victories of the Lord and the victories of his villagers in Israel. Then the people of the Lord marched down to the city gates. Wake up, Deborah, wake up! Wake up, wake up and sing a song! Arise, Barak! Lead your captives away, son of Abinoam. Down from Tabor marched the remnant against the mighty. The people of the Lord marched down against mighty warriors. They came down from Ephraim. A land that once belonged to the Amalekites. And Benjamin also followed you. From Machir the commanders marched down. From Zebulun came those who carry the rod of authority. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah and Barak. They followed Barak rushing into the valley. But in the tribe of Reuben there was great indecision. Why did you sit at home among the sheepfolds? To hear the shepherds whistle for their flocks? In the tribe of Reuben there was great indecision. Gilead remained east of the Jordan, and Dan, why did he stay home? Asher sat unmoved at the seashore, remaining in his harbors. But Zebulun risked his life, as did Naphtali, on the battlefield. The kings of Canaan fought at Taanach near Megiddo Springs, but they carried off no treasures of battle. The stars fought from heaven. The stars in their orbits fought against Sisera. The Kishon River swept them away, that ancient river, the Kishon. March on, my soul, with courage. Then the horses' hooves hammered the ground, the galloping, galloping of Sisera's mighty steeds. Let the people of Meros be cursed, said the angel of the Lord. Let them be utterly cursed, because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty warriors. Most blessed is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. May she be blessed above all women who live in tents. Sisera asked for water, and Jael gave him milk. In a bowl fit for kings, she brought him yogurt. Then with her left hand she reached for a tent peg, and with her right hand she reached for the workman's hammer. She hit Sisera, crushing his head. She pounded the tent peg through his head, piercing his temples. He sank, he fell, he lay dead at her feet. From the window Sisera's mother looked out, Through the window she watched for his return, saying, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why don't we hear the sound of chariot wheels? A reply comes from her wise women, and she repeats these words to herself. They are dividing the captured goods they found, a woman or two for every man. There are gorgeous robes for Sisera and colorful, beautifully embroidered robes for me. Lord, may all your enemies die as Sisera did, but may those who love you rise like the sun at full strength. Then there was peace in the land for 40 years.
2: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: Judges 6. Again the Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites fled to the mountains, where they made hiding places for themselves in caves and dens. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, oxen, and donkeys. These enemy hordes, coming with their cattle and tents as thick as locusts, arrived on droves of camels too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt and rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the oak tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, had been threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. "'Sir,' Gideon replied, "'if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? "'And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? "'Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? "'But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites.' "'Then the Lord turned to him and said, "'Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. "'I am sending you.' "'But Lord,' Gideon replied, "'how can I rescue Israel?' My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Gideon replied, If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. The Lord answered, I will stay here until you return. Gideon hurried home. He cooked a young goat, and with half a bushel of flour he baked some bread without yeast. Then, carrying the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot, he brought them out and presented them to the angel who was under the oak tree. The angel of God said to him, Place the meat and the unleavened bread on this rock, and pour the broth over it. And Gideon did as he was told. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and bread with the staff in his hand, And fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all he had brought, and the angel of the Lord disappeared.
2: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he cried out, Sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. It is all right, the Lord replied. Do not be afraid. You will not die. And Gideon built an altar to the Lord there, and named it, The Lord is Peace. The altar remains in Ophrah, in the land of the clan of Abiezer, to this day. That night the Lord said to Gideon, Take the second best bull from your father's herd, the one that is seven years old. Pull down your father's altar to Baal, and cut down the Asherah pole standing beside it. Then build an altar to the Lord your God here on this hill, laying the stones carefully. Sacrifice the bull as a burnt offering on the altar, using as fuel the wood of the Asherah pole you cut down. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord had commanded. But he did it at night because he was afraid of the other members of his father's household and the people of the town. He knew what would happen if they found out who had done it. Early the next morning, as the people of the town began to stir, someone discovered that the altar of Baal had been knocked down and that the Asherah pole beside it was gone. In their place a new altar had been built, and it had the remains of a sacrifice on it. The people said to each other, Who did this? And after asking around and making a careful search, they learned that it was Gideon, the son of Joash. Bring out your son, they shouted to Joash. He must die for destroying the altar of Baal and for cutting down the Asherah pole. But Joash shouted to the mob, Why are you defending Baal? Will you argue his case? Whoever pleads his case will be put to death by morning. If Baal truly is a god, let him defend himself and destroy the one who knocked down his altar. From then on, Gideon was called Jerubbaal, which means let Baal defend himself, because he knocked down Baal's altar. Soon afterward, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. Then the Spirit of the Lord took possession of Gideon, He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Abiezer came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. Then Gideon said to God, If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put some wool on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry... Then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And it happened just that way. When Gideon got up the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. This time let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. So that night God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. End of reading, Judges 4, 1 through six forty
2: You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place.
1: This is the Bible Live. The story of these two heroes, this one named Deborah, a remarkable woman of initiative, of power. It looks to me like she heard from God, pulled over Barak and said, this is what God is said to do. And he says, I will go, but only if you go with me. Was that him saying, I don't really believe necessarily you heard from God. Therefore, I'm not going to go unless you're willing to run the risk as well. It's hard to tell there in the text itself, but she said, very well, I will go. She knew that God had spoken, and she was willing to go and be a part of it, but because he was not willing to take that step of faith, she said that the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. You will get no honor, no glory out of this venture. So they called out these warriors from the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, As you notice later in the song, The tribes of Reuben, Gad, maybe the western tribe of Manasseh, Dan and Asher, they did not respond. They did not go out with them in this battle. We don't know what might have happened there. Maybe they were too compromised. Maybe they were afraid. We don't know exactly why those tribes didn't respond and come to do war with their fellow Israelites, but they did not. And so they missed out on the blessing of being able to see God work in them and to realize the victory. Maybe they were doing commerce with the enemy and they didn't want to upset the apple cart. Anyway, they went to battle. 10,000 warriors went. They defeated the uh, 900 iron chariots of General Sisera. And then we come to Heber, a Kenite. The Kenites are descendants of Jethro, Abraham's father-in-law, Jethro, Normally, they had a friendly relationship with the people of Israel. But in this particular case, his family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of the Hazor. So Heber went out and stayed close to Sisera, close to their troops. Again, we don't know why people do this. As I said, they were descendants of Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, long-time allies of Israel. But for some reason, Heber decided to remain neutral in the war Maybe he was just looking and he thought, well, they've got the chariots picking sides based on who would win. In some way or other, he had thrown in his lot with Jabin, but his wife, Jael, did not. So when Sisera flees from the battle, he could not have been more pleased when Jael was the one that offered him her tent as a hiding place, because first, her husband was on friendly terms with his forces, and secondly, because men were never allowed to enter a woman's tent And so no one would look for Sisera there. There was a good hiding place, he thought. (laughs) But Jael certainly did not sympathize with them. Her sympathies were with the people of Israel. Women of her day, they were in charge of setting up the household, and that included pitching the tent. So Jael had no problem knowing one end of a hammer from the other and knowing how to drive a tent peg. And so as Sisera slept, she took care of business, as they say. And so the honor of conquering Sisera went to this brave, resourceful woman, not, of course, to Barak. In this song of Deborah, this song of celebration and praise to God, she knew that victory came from the Lord. And she was certainly willing to magnify the Lord and honor him. God had used her and allowed her to be a part of giving them the victory and freeing and liberating the people of Israel from this time of oppression this time of difficulty that they had brought upon themselves because of their disobedience to the Lord. This is one of those cycles where the people of Israel sin and rebel against God. Then they are judged and they fall prey to oppressors and others who would come and conquer them. Then a judge is raised up who delivers them. They are loyal to the Lord while the judge lives in most cases. But then they forget God's presence and God's care for them and they fall back into sin. It's a terrible cycle. Sometimes it happens in our lives as well. Then we meet this man named Gideon. Gideon is a reminder to us that God uses common people like Jacob, like Joseph, like Moses. God uses normal people to do very above normal things. So we're going to watch Gideon as he struggles here to trust God and obey God. We all have to take these faith steps from time to time. It might have something to do with a job choice or... Classes or school, going to the military or relationships, always having to take steps of faith, and we're just constantly looking for that reinforcement, that encouragement from God. And God doesn't seem to reproach Gideon for it. He gives him what he needs, he gives him the encouragement, the confirmation that he needs in a given moment. Very, very interesting now as Gideon bungles his way in faith (laughs) keep putting one faith in front of the other and he is going to see the victory we'll read about that in our next reading from the book of judges here on the bible live i hope that you will join us
2: the bible live with soapy dollar soapy reads from the new living translation by tyndale house publishers the bible live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across america and your financial support is needed Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget...